You are listening to The Music Room with Aileen Miracle. Hi everyone, welcome to episode 93 of The Music Room. This episode is titled Teaching When Times Are Tough. So what do I mean by that? Teaching when times are tough. Uh, We've all gone through some pretty tough times with COVID, but that's not actually what I'm referring to. I'm talking about when things in your personal life are hard, whether that be a death of a loved one, divorce, anything like that. Unfortunately, I have a decent amount of experience in this realm. Without going into too much detail, I'll just give you some basic details just to respect the privacy of my family. But my mom passed away from COPD in February of 2022, and I had to teach through that, obviously with some time off so I could say goodbye to her and that kind of thing. And that was really difficult. And also divorce. I will no longer be going by Mrs. Miracle's Music Room because I will no longer be Mrs. Miracle. I think I'll keep the last name for a little bit here and be Miss Miracle, but I am changing. You may have seen some of my branding changing to Aileen's Music Room. I think I've pretty much changed everything at this point, which I'll go into in a minute, except my blog right now is still Mrs. Miracle's Music Room, but I'm going to be working on changing that over. Once I make the change, if you go to Mrs. Miracle's Music Room, it will just redirect to Aileen's Music Room. Anyway, it has been a really challenging year. Confident in the decisions that I've made, that it really was best for me and for my daughters, but it definitely was challenging. So Whether or not you have been through anything like I've been through or if there's just something else in your life that has been difficult, I have some suggestions for you to help you through that. And before I get into those, I want to mention, because I talked about Aileen's Music Room, I had to completely start over with Instagram, unfortunately, because my account, the Mrs. Miracles Music Room Instagram account, was hacked into a few weeks ago. And unfortunately, Instagram makes it pretty much impossible to get your account back once it has been hacked. At least that was my experience. I tried everything that I was told to do. I even had someone working on it. And to no avail, I could not get my account back. And it was you know, the account was posting like things about Bitcoin and my new Mercedes, which I do not have a Mercedes and a new house. Don't have a new house. I'm living in an apartment. Yeah. So I tried everything I could and couldn't get back in. So I just decided, well, I'm rebranding anyway. So I'm going to start a new account. So my new new Instagram account, for those of you who are on Instagram, is at Aileen's underscore music room. And I hope that you'll follow me there. All right, so suggestions for teaching when times are tough. The first one I have is simply to be honest and vulnerable with others. This was a little hard for me because with my friends, I'm not like I'm an open book, but with professional relationships, I'm more private. But I felt like with everything going on, I just had to start telling people the truth of what was going on. And I'm really glad I did that because I don't know, I think sometimes we as people just kind of think our trauma or our difficulties are unique and that other people have these perfect idealized lives, which of course is not true. So once I started being honest and vulnerable with people and opening up to them, I ended up hearing from a lot of people that they had been through something similar. And Even if they hadn't been through something similar, they were very compassionate. And I think just being able to be honest with people was empowering for me instead of hiding 
what was going on. So that would be my first suggestion. Now, with students, I have not said anything to students. I have started calling myself Miss Miracle with my students, but no one has even noticed the difference because, you know, with students, Miss, Mrs., whatever. I mean with colleagues and friends. Just being honest and vulnerable with them really helped. Kind of along those lines, surrounding yourself with people who care, especially once you're honest and vulnerable with people, you'll see the people in your life who really love you and care about you. And, you know, just reaching out to those people and knowing that they are there for you is really helpful. My third suggestion, which I wish I had done from the get-go, is to really try to turn off all messaging during the day. Now, you might in your district not be allowed on any kind of you know, Facebook Messenger or text messages or whatever. It really depends on your district. But in my district, I have my phone there. I could look at my messages and my text throughout the day. And I really wish I hadn't. You know, I did have a friend say to me, like, just don't look at that. Do not look at that. And it definitely helped me. And I reached a point where I just, you know, became a lot more detached and that helped. But it was very difficult. And I wish I had just you know, when I'm at work, I'm just at work. I'm not looking at my phone. I'm not getting pulled into any drama, anything like that. Also filtering messages that has really helped me to filter those messages in my email to a different folder. I know with Gmail, that's really easy to do, but I have Yahoo and that it was also easy to do. Really helpful to not have to look at that. And then when you are ready to look at it, then go ahead and look at it, but not during the teaching day because it takes so much energy and so much really positive energy to teach to not have to be pulled into anything like that is definitely helpful. The fourth suggestion I have would really just be to focus on your kids, focus on your students, and really try to enjoy those moments when you're playing one of their favorite singing games, like Grizzly Bear with Kindergarten, right? And there's like squeals of delight from your students, and really focusing on their singing voices and their smiles and their joy definitely helped me. And also just a reminder, I think, you know, just in our society, we always are looking to be at our very best and to be perfect at all times, right? That's just, it's not possible. I think giving yourself permission for a time to not go above and beyond because you do not have the mental and emotional capacity to do so. So maybe you make your lesson plans a little bit simpler. Maybe you limit your commitments outside the school day. Listen to yourself and what you need as an individual to be emotionally healthy and do that. And it's just, you know, just remember this is not a for the rest of your life thing, right? It's for it's a temporary mindset shift so that you can make it through the day and you can be emotionally happy and healthy. As far as like lesson planning goes, what I mean by maybe, you know, do something that's a little bit easier is maybe you have some lessons that are a little bit less whole group, maybe more student centered, whether it be like a center's lesson or students are working in small groups or students are doing a choice board on Chromebooks or something like that or a virtual classroom. Those types of lessons require a little bit less emotional energy, right? A little bit less teaching energy. Now on the back end, it can take some time to create those types of lessons. Like if you're doing a virtual classroom or a choice board, like there's a lot of prep work to do for that. But then when you're in front of students, you can show them what they need to do. Let's say it is something on a Chromebook, show them what they need to do and release them to do it, great. 
you know, my fifth graders have been working. I've talked about my music Monday project where they choose a song and research it. They have all these songs that they can contribute to a playlist. We put together a playlist and then they choose a song and they research it. So last year when I did this project, it worked well, but I was polling students every Monday morning after my morning duty to come to the office so that we could do announcements. And a lot of times students were absent, especially with COVID, because COVID was more prevalent then. And it was just kind of hard to wrangle all the kids. So this year, I decided that I was going to do video announcements every Monday. This is something that my daughter Macy's school does, and they do it every day. So they have someone who's obviously has time to devote to this because it is time consuming. Part of me was kicking myself <laughs> for doing it because it is time consuming to put together. But the great thing is, is that students can contribute a lot of it. Besides the research on the Music Monday song, I had students who were recording themselves doing the Pledge of Allegiance, students who were recording themselves reading the lunch menu, putting together a list of birthdays, all that kind of thing. And then I take all of that and compile it in iMovie and put together the announcements. If I were to continue doing this in the future, I think there's likely a way that I can put more editing into the hands of students because I have had a few students ask. But anyway, the whole point in me telling you all of that with the premise of this episode is that this week and last week I had half of my fifth grade lesson, about 20, 25 minutes, where students were just working in small groups recording whatever they wanted to, lunch, introduction, closing, you know, anything like that. You know, I was go I was still active, at, you know, kind of monitoring behavior. Some of my students were out in the hallway, so I was kind of circulating, making sure students were fine. But it does require a lot less like emotional energy to do something like that. So when times are tough, you might consider something like that. A, it'll be easier for you. But B, it's actually great for students. So this is not like you're doing something easier and it's detrimental to the student's education. No, actually, it's great for the students because they have agency and choice. So just a suggestion there. And then I am a big proponent of therapy. And you can also look in your district, you might actually have access to sick days with therapy. I've been doing all of my therapy after school, but someone did bring that up to me that therapy could also fall under the auspice of a sick day because it's mental health. Uh, so just something to think about, but therapy, just having someone objective to talk through everything that you're going through is so helpful. I actually just got a new therapist through a website called ZocDoc, uh, and I can link to that in the show notes, but she's amazing. I love her. So again, I really look forward to my therapy sessions because it's just someone objective to talk to. And then she, of course, gives me strategies to work with to manage my emotional health. And it's awesome. And then the last suggestion I have for you is using music as therapy. We as musicians, obviously we love listening to music. So something that has helped me is simply to go back to music that I haven't listened to in a long time. Some music that I used to love and just kind of got away from me. You know how that happens. Like they're just artists that maybe you used to listen to all the time, let's say in college, and then life happened, you graduated and you forgot about that artist. Listening to music like that can be super therapeutic. So that has really helped me. I've used Apple Music, I've used Spotify, whatever streaming service or service that you use, or if you have a CD collection still, or you're just using tracks that you've purchased on your computer, or however you do it, it can be really helpful to go back to music that has gotten you through tough times before, or, the, or simply music that you have loved. All right, so I hope that's helpful to you. 
I wasn't sure how much I should open up about what I've been through, but I know that those of you who see the rebranding maybe have wondered. So yes, I've been through a lot, but things are definitely looking up and I hope that they look up for you as well. All right, I'm going to talk about what I'm consuming. All right, so right before this, right before I'm recording this podcast episode, I just finished the first season, which I think is the only season thus far, of Last of Us on HBO Max, which is, I guess, based off of a video game, which I haven't played, but I found out about the show because my oldest daughter, Jenna, who's 19, she's a college freshman, loved it and started watching it with me. She's back at college, so I went ahead and finished the rest of it. It's not a show that I normally would have watched because it's a zombie show, kind of. Yeah, I would call it a zombie show. And it's hard for me to watch intense things like that. So there were definitely moments where I had to like cover my face or just not watch the screen because it was a little too gory. But the drama and the the storytelling and the character development are all really, really good. So I really appreciated it. And Nick Offerman is in one of the episodes and it's like the best acting I've ever seen from him. So it was really fun to see him in a dramatic role instead of like a comedic role, but just really, really great acting and great storyline. So that's Last of Us. All right. I hope that was helpful for you. Just a quick little episode and whatever you're going through, I hope that you have people who are surrounding you who love you and care about you. And even if you're not really going through anything right now, I hope that's the case. Maybe you listen to this and if things do get tough, then you can, you know, reflect on those suggestions. All right. I hope you have a wonderful day. Bye. Bye.